Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Will you lift up a prayer and say, Father, I want to know you like I know a friend. Many of us can get on Instagram. We know Instagram more than we know God. Many of us know Facebook more than we know God. Because we give our time. We give our thoughts. We give ourselves to it. For some of you, it might not be, I want to know you like I know a friend. But I want to know you like I know Facebook. I want to know you like I know Instagram. You know Instagram inside out. Do you know the Lord inside out? How much do you know him? The psalmist says, I want to know you like I know a friend. Some of us, Facebook has become our best friend. Social media. Do we know the Lord that much? Do we see if the Lord is liking our post? Do we check every 10, 5 minutes, every minute, if the Lord is liking our post? Do you know the Lord? Beloved, the Lord wants to do amazing things with you. But are you a friend of God? He told the disciples that for you are not a servant, for the servant knoweth what the master doeth. But I've called you friend. Because the master will tell his friend. The master will share with the friend. The master will be there for the friend. So I said, for you, I've called you friends. So that I can share with you. You can know my mind. You can know my Will you lift up a prayer and say, Father, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Will you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. And I want you to celebrate the person next to you. Hallelujah. Just celebrate the person next to you. They are the biggest thing yet to happen in the city of Bristol and in our United Kingdom and in our generation. Oh, is that how you're celebrating the person next to you? <laughs> Hallelujah. You have no idea what the Lord is going to do with the person next to you. Hallelujah. And if you have eyes to see, you will celebrate them. Amen the spirit of jealousy that causes us not to celebrate one another. Will you cast down every spirit of jealousy in you and celebrate the person next to you? 
you have no idea. That person could be the next prime minister. That person will be the next engineer. That person will be the next nurse. That will save people's lives. That person will be the next CEO. That person will be the next pastor, the next prophet. Will you celebrate the person next to you? Will you celebrate the person next to you? He's the person the Lord has given. Hallelujah. And if they are in the feet of the Lord and in his presence, he surely has something good for you. And we celebrate you for what he is said to do in your life. And the devil can do nothing about it. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, say amen. God is doing something here. And he's doing it with you. Say he's doing it with me. God wants to elevate you. God wants to lift you up. He wants to do something unusual with your life. Amen. And he will use you, he will use you, he will use you, he will use you to fulfill his mandate on earth. Beloved, Dominion 2020 is not about the church. It's about you as an individual. God wants you to have dominion. He wants you to have rulership. And he wants you to have headship. And it's all about you. That is why he will go at length to do what he's doing for you. Amen. That is why no matter how the enemy tried to swift you out of his presence and to blow you like chaff, the Lord prayed for you and secured you and restored your soul. Amen. The Lord wants to take a walk with you. He wants to show you things. You know, like a father and son or a daughter and mom go for shopping and showing stuff. The Lord wants to show you things. But if you are not working with him, how can he show you the things to come? If you don't know him, how does he show things to you? Nobody goes to town and take a stranger and, and begins to reveal things to them. You only reveal things to people you know. And the Lord wants to reveal things to you. Let's make it a point to invite somebody to be blessed. And I know your life will also not be the same. I learned one principle in the book of Job. What you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. Amen. What you make, when Job stopped focusing on himself and he prayed for his friends, Bible said the Lord turned his captivity around. And not only did the Lord turn his captivity around, he also restored unto him twice than he had lost. Every captivity around you, may the Lord turn it around for your favor. Everything you have lost in the past year and from the beginning of this year, may the Lord restore unto you a thousand times. In the mighty name of Jesus, we serve a God without limit. He is able to do far exceedingly, abundantly, and above all that we think or imagine. 
May the Lord do that for you and even more. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you being blessed this morning or this afternoon? We want to continue in our series, Knowing God. John chapter number 8, reading from verse number 19. Then the Pharisees said to him, Where is this father of yours? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. And last week we touched on not knowing the father. And today, by the grace of God, we will look into knowing God. What does it take to know God? What does it mean if we know God? What do we mean when we talk of knowing God? Amen. We said from the beginning of this series, knowing God is not just uh, coming to church. Amen. Knowing God is not just speaking in tongues. Knowing God is not just prayer. It is not preaching nor prophesying. Amen. But knowing God is having the experiential knowledge, an intimate encounter with him. Last week, we touched on Saul. When Saul did not know God, he did what seems right in his eyes to persecute the church. If you don't know God, you persecute your brother. You gossip about your sister. You hate your brother and your sister. And you can even kill. Amen. Many of us have killed others with our attitude and our behavior. Cain and Abel say, am I my brother's keeper? When he definitely knew what he has done. The Lord wants us to be our brother's keeper. But if you don't know God, it is very difficult to be your brother's keeper. Amen. When you don't have that intimate relationship with God, to be your brother's keeper is hard. Cain and Abel, what did Abel do to be killed? Just offer the sacrifice. Holy and pure and acceptable to God. And it became offense. Sometimes in the house of God, we can do things for God and it can become offense to some. Let a brother step on your toes. And we will know if you know God or not. Amen. He went ahead and made it his business even to obtain letters to kill. But the Bible says on his way, he had that intimate relationship with God. He had that experiential encounter with God and his life changed. That is what the Lord expects of us. It doesn't matter where we are at. 
We might have gone far away from God, but we still love the Lord. We might have stepped outside his will, but he still loves us. And he wants to know us. Do we desire to know him? Amen. The Pharisees could not understand the father he talks about. I said last week, it is possible to be with God and not know him. It is possible. Amen. This is evident in the scriptures, in the Holy Bible. In Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 21. Not everyone who said to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Only those who does my will. So we can prophesy, we can shout, Lord, Lord, Lord. But are we doing the will of the father? What is his will? What is the father's will? If you know God, you will do his will. Amen. Point number one. If you know God, you will do his will. He says, only those who surrender to my will Or enter into the kingdom. In John chapter number 4. Verse number 34. The Bible admonishes us. And Jesus himself. Said to them. My food. Is to do the will of him. Who. Sent. Me. Not just to do the will. Sometimes we begin very well. But we complete very well. Sometimes we start to obey and to do the will of the Father, but we finish the will. How do we finish His will? Amen. Jesus said, uh, My my will, Amen. My food is to do the will of Him who sent me, the Father. And to completely finish his work. Do you know the work God has assigned for you? Many of us, we take the work of God as a game. We treat the house of God anyhow. It is when we like that we come to church. If you serve in the choir, if you serve in the work... uh, um, instrumentalist, if you serve in Sunday school as a protocol officer or protocol minister, uh, whatever capacity as an usher, you just do it as and when you like. Amen. But Jesus said, knowing God, knowing the Father, he told the disciples that if you have seen me, you have seen the Father, and not just the Father, but Also, even though I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but I don't seek to do and to fulfill and to abase myself. I seek to do the will of him who sent me. That 
is my food. That is what gives me energy. That is what gives me joy. That is what gives me satisfaction. What is your food today? What gives you joy? What gives you satisfaction? Not only does it give me satisfaction, but also to finish it, to complete it. Even the ministry you have prayed about and you decide to, to, to be part of. How it's, what is your attitude towards that ministry? Amen. God does not do us favor. Many of us, our service in the house of God is like you are doing the pastor favor. Amen. But that is your food. Many of us are willingly starving ourselves. And we think that we are helping God. Amen. If you know the Father, if you know God, if you have further experiential experience with him, you will do his will. My prayer is, God, help me to serve your will. To serve your will. Not my will, but yours be done. Jesus always talked of the will of the Father. He never did anything by himself because he knew him. Amen. Because he, he knew him. So he will not do anything outside what the Father has told him. Tell your neighbor, do you know him? Do you obey his will? Many of us know the will of God concerning us. Who have known the mind of Christ, yet he has revealed it unto us by his spirit. The spirit of God in you identifies and it's a witness for the will of God in your life. But we choose to go the other way. Say, God, I know you want me to do this, but I'm not ready now. Jesus never said that. And it is not those who, who, who did the miracles that entered the kingdom. It is those who simply... W-I-L-L. -L. Obey just four letters. W-I-L-L. -L. The will of God. It is this. Is the kingdom. Because then, there is a relationship with the Lord and with his people. May we live to serve his will in Jesus' name. May we identify his will and when we have found his will concerning our life, may we keep to it. And may we complete it. Nobody has won a race at a halfway. Nobody start a race from the beginning and the middle part of the race give up and receive a medal. It is only those who run to the finish line. Amen. May you finish your, your race. May your doing the will not be met halfway, but may you take it all the way. As a minister of the gospel, whatever service you do in his house, may you not just end halfway, 
But may you take it all the way. It is very typical in church. Pastors offended me, so I won't even sing again. But that is your food. It is not my food. That is your food. So I'm going to let pastor starve you to die. But when you know that this is not for pastor, it is for the one who saved me. I have not died for anybody. As much as I love all of you, I didn't die for you. I will tell you the truth, and that is what you get in Bread of Life. We will tell you the truth. Amen. And the knowledge of the truth will set you free. It is your service for the one who died for you. Who took your place, your shame, your disappointment, your failure, and crown you with glory. I have no glory to give any of you. But he has promised you glory. But what is your service for all that he has done for you? He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you know the Lord, number two, if you know the Lord, you will fear him. We are not talking of a fear to flight, but we are talking about fear of reverence. You know, you can fear somebody that will cause you to run away, to flee anytime you see him. But we are not talking about the, the fear that will cause you to run away. We are talking about the fear that will bring you irrespective of your sin, irrespective of your abominations, irrespective of your, your fornications, irrespective of everything. You can come back instead of running away. You can run to him and say, Father, don't take away your spirit of me. Renew the right kind of spirit. The spirit of obedience. The spirit of serving your call. The spirit of serving your will. The spirit of knowing you. That is the kind of fear we are talking about. If you know God, you fear him. Nothing you will do that will cause you to run away from his presence. If you fear God, you run to him. Bible says in Psalm chapter number 34, those who fear the Lord lack no good thing. Say, now let me teach you. Let, let me just take you there. Let me teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalm chapter number 34, reading from verse number 9. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no one to them that fear him. There is no one to them that fear him. In other words, if you fear the Lord, you will lack no good thing. Amen. 
What man is he that desireth life and liveth many days, that he may see good? Amen. Keep thy tongue from evil. If you fear God, you keep your tongue from evil. You will not smite your brother with your tongue. You will not kill your sister with your tongue. You will not kill ministries with your tongue. You will keep your tongue from evil. What does the Bible say? Amen. He says, Come, verse number 11. Come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So if you want to see good days, if you want to grow well, advance in age, you must fear God. If you fear God, you also keep your tongue and your lips from speaking evil. Amen. So if you know God, you fear him. And we are talking of reverential fear. 1 Kings chapter number 8, verse number 43. Here in heaven, your dwelling place, and do according to all for which your foreigners call upon. Praise to you. You, so that all people of the earth may know your name and fear you with reverence and awe. As do your people Israel, and that they may know without any doubt that this house which I have built is called by your name. Amen. This house which I have built is called by your name. Beloved, there is no sin apart from the sin against the Holy Spirit that is, cannot be forgiven. Every sin is forgivable and the blood covers it. Many a times it is also sin that keeps us away from God. It is sin that keeps us from not knowing God. But instead of running away with our sin, when you fear God, you know sometimes we, we fear God, we love God, we sin, we fear God, but we still want to love God. We still want to enjoy the sins and we still want to love God. Amen. How many of us know that sin is sweet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you are sinning, you love it, it's sweet. But the moment you finish, you regret why did I do this? That is the God factor in you. The people, the, those who have a sealed conscience and have no discernment of sin and righteousness, holiness and purity, when it, the sin is their way of life, their conscience does not even prick them. But because of the God factor in you, when you sin, you know you have sinned. And the fear that is to take you away should bring you to his presence. David knew that. He's a master, even though he can. Whenever he sins that you think that God should, I mean, cast him out. He runs instead of his sin, running, taking him away from his presence. It brings him closer to God. 
Say, Father, I have sinned against you. But don't cast me away. Renew the right spirit within me that I may not sin against you. Next week, God willing, we will continue knowing God. We've touched on doing his will and reverential fear in the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive something for today? Hallelujah. Will you lift up your voice? We've only touched on two aspects of knowing God. We are not going to do an exhaustive list. Maybe it is only one that you need just to do his will. That is all for the rest of your days. Or maybe just to fear him. Because if you really fear the Lord, you will not sin against him. You will not run away from his presence. Peter said, Jesus was in a teaching service like this. And the teaching was so hard, the truth that the disciples could not take in. So Bible says, many of the disciples left him, according to John. So Jesus turned unto the few that were left with him and looked unto them and said, are you also going to leave? Peter said, Master, where will we go only you have the word of eternal life it is only you who gives life where do we have to go that is reference that is reference and see what the Lord did with their lives they all became history makers you have no idea what the Lord wants to do with your life. Maybe you say, Lord, just to do your will. Will you talk to me for the next 10 minutes? Thank you, Jesus. It is not every word that will touch you in this service. But the one word that breaks your heart, that is the word for you today. Will you make that word count in your life? Will you allow the Lord to work with you with that word? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord if you receive something for today. Amen. Now unto the eternal wise God, the possessor of the heaven and the earth, the one whose way is not our ways, neither his thought our thought. As far as the heavens is above the earth, so great are his thoughts from our thought. This week may the thought of Christ and the mind of Christ be revealed unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus. May his word prosper you. And profit your life. 
May his face bring you glory as his face shone on Moses for the glory. May the Lord favor you this week and do you good. May you taste this week and know that the Lord is good in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.